This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 676, A Guide to Switching Careers, by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com. I'm your very own personal narrator, Justin Mollick, reading to you from some amazing blogs and books sometimes to help you optimize your life, always with permission from the authors. I have a longer post today from Kristen Wong about switching careers, but before we get into it, really quick, big thanks to FreshBooks for helping me bring this content to you. FreshBooks is the company I recommend and use for invoicing, time tracking, expense tracking, that's my favorite, and more. Come check them out totally for free for a month and without entering any kind of payment info by visiting freshbooks.com living. And now let's get to today's post and start optimizing your life. A Guide to Switching Careers by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com. If you thought about switching careers, you've undoubtedly encountered this classic dilemma. Pursue dream but struggle to pay bills versus pay bills but stay in a mediocre job. Wow, those are some lackluster options. Should you give up on your dreams so you can afford a roof over your head or live like a starving artist so you can feel fulfilled? Either way, you have to give something up. I know it sounds crazy, but what if you didn't have to choose? What if you could pursue your dream and not worry about struggling to get by? Consider a third option, strategizing your career switch. As tempting as it may be to storm into your boss's office and yell, I'm out, Mike, you don't have to make a drastic move. If you're working full-time and wanna make the switch, you don't have to quit your job immediately. It may work for some people to take the leap without a safety net, but having that net in place will save you from setbacks. When you switch careers without a plan, you make yourself more vulnerable to failure. Again, jumping without a parachute works for some people but there are so many things that can go wrong. These things can cause you to stress the hell out and give up on your dream altogether. Balancing support work with dream work. When I was employed as a technical writer, I was happy. I loved my coworkers. We had free breakfast every Friday. I made good money and I was grateful. Still, I knew I wanted to pursue a different kind of writing career. My writing goals have changed over the years. I wanted to be a journalist, then a novelist, then a screenwriter, than an essayist. But regardless of the medium, it was always my goal to write creatively for a living. Despite the fact that I liked my job, I knew I had to leave it. You don't have to quit your job either. I've met plenty of people who have a support career and a more creative career on the side. They do what they love and they pay the bills. Eventually, switching careers may be an option, but in the meantime, they're happy doing both. However, if you do wanna quit your job, consider strategizing an exit plan. It comes down to a few steps. Number one, look for side work while you're employed in your support career. Number two, save up money to support yourself when you do decide to quit. Number three, set an end date in which you would like to leave and launch your switch. Here's exactly how I followed each of those three steps to craft my own career switch. Line up gigs while you're still employed. The moment I got my first technical job out of college, I started looking for freelance writing work. I was pretty aimless at the time and I didn't even think switching careers was in my future. All I knew was I wanted to write, so I started writing on the side for extra money. While I was employed in a technical job for three years, I always had a side gig or two, writing press releases for local companies, writing gallery reviews for a local art magazine, writing and editing web copy for local businesses, writing comedy blog posts for Fox Digital. None of these gigs paid particularly well, but they served a purpose in helping me learn how to become a freelance writer. 
They let me build my skills and experience so that when I did end up switching careers, I could command more money. It was also easier to find work with those gigs under my belt. Finally, they gave me a taste of what it was like to work with deadlines and make editors happy. Build a career switch fund and schedule. Two and a half years after graduating college and working as a technical writer, I knew my exit was coming. I was lucky enough to have a job that paid good money, and here I was spending that money on expensive clothes and overpriced candles for my apartment. Meanwhile, I had this itch to do something entirely different with my life, so I had a realization. Why am I not using the money to scratch that itch? So I started saving. At first, my savings goal was vague. I was just saving as much as I had left over every month, trying to be more conscious about my spending. It worked okay, but then I actually made that goal smart, specific, measurable, assignable, realistic, time-based. Specific, save six to eight months worth of living expenses. Measurable, I would measure my progress in a savings account. Assignable, the savings would come from my paycheck and any side gigs. Realistic, I had to save $1,000 a month. Realistically, would take me about a year. Time-based, I'd reach my goal in one year and leave my job. This helped me come up with a schedule for leaving. Making the goal smart, even if I wasn't familiar with the concept at the time, helped me come up with a realistic plan for leaving my job and doing something else. By specifying how much I would need, it was easy to figure out how much I would need to save every month and how long it would take me to get there. Looking back, I probably should have saved more, but it worked out. I figured if worse came to worse and I couldn't find work within three months, I would get a support job, even if it was working at the grocery store, in order to keep my savings intact. Job crafting. Make your current job more meaningful. With an exit plan in place, it's easy to start shirking the responsibilities at your current job. You stop taking it so seriously. Maybe you even start resenting it. This is not a good idea. For one, you're still getting paid to carry out specific responsibilities, so putting in an effort is just the right thing to do. But by ignoring your work, you also miss out on opportunities to use your current job to support your future one. During the year I was saving for my career switch, it was easy for me to look at my job and think, this isn't at all what I want to do with my life. Instead, I approached it this way. I'm building the basic writing, editing, and communication skills and financial cushion I'll need to launch a more creative career. It completely changed how I approached my work and how I benefited from it. Yale researcher Amy Wersineski talks about this concept in the context of job crafting. In an article over at The Cut, she told me, quote, one of the things I find exciting about job crafting is it's not just about getting people to think about their work differently, it's behavioral. Changing the way you think about a job cognitively changes the way you approach your tasks, then changes how those tasks would then unfold, unquote. In other words, you can literally change your job experience just by thinking about it differently and therefore approaching it differently. It's a fascinating concept and I recommend reading the entire article, but job crafting basically comes down to three steps. Step one, understanding what your employer wants. Step two, understanding what you want. And step three, finding the intersection between both. For example, when I was stuck in my first technical writing job and I wanted to be a journalist, I found a way to sneak some journalism skills into my current job. Since I had to write technical manuals on how to put together different gas sampling tools, I interviewed everyone I could about this, the manufacturers, the engineers, the salespeople, I got really comfortable with asking questions and truly understanding the concept. It was boring work, but it was the perfect job to help me build my writing and communicating skills. There's this subtle idea that if you're not struggling or risking everything, 
you're not adequately pursuing your passion. When it comes to achieving your goals though, I found that kind of all or nothing emotional thinking doesn't get you very far. The work involved with reaching your goals is less about inspiration and risk and more about building habits and scheduling time to work. In other words, the biggest thing separating your dreams from reality is some simple planning. You just listened to the post titled A Guide to Switching Careers by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com. And if you happen to switch into a career where you work for yourself, you're probably gonna need a tool for invoicing, maybe time tracking, and you should definitely track your expenses. That's what I do, all of my expenses. You can do all of those things with FreshBooks. Try it out. FreshBooks is a cloud accounting company for small business owners and freelancers, and you can use their service to track all of your expenses. It's the easiest to use system that I've ever seen. You can use it on a computer or you can use their app, which makes it really easy to track your expenses on the go, much better than using a spreadsheet. And you can even take pictures of your receipts in the app and organize them that way. And there's time tracking. I would recommend trying all of these if you're working for yourself or freelancing. And you can try it all out for free for a month with no commitment at all. You don't even have to enter in a credit card or any kind of payment info. Just come by freshbooks.com living and enter Optimal Living Daily in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash living. That'll do it for today. Hope you're having a great start to your week, and I'll see you in tomorrow's show, where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.